Hello, everybody. My name is David Michael. And I am Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Bored. David, how was Michael. your week? Michael, my week was good. I had, uh, so I can't remember if we did the last recording. Did we do it in Phoenix or in Chicago? I think we, no, I'm Chicago, Colorado. I think we did it in Phoenix, but I had just gotten back, right? Or or did we? Uh, no, I think the I last one was still in Colorado. Was it still in Colorado? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, on the way back from Colorado, we went to through one of my favorite towns it's called moab it's this town in um in utah and um there's a brewery there called moab brewing company which is awesome i love their beer um you know me i'm a big beer snob and it's uh from back from when i had my jeep it's one of the like top jeep destinations because there's like hundreds of miles of rocky bouldery trails where you can just completely test the limits of uh off-roading for any vehicle and it's awesome so i've so been there before did you have jeep envy while you were there this time seeing I all the did, other jeeps i did because it's funny because when you're there and you're driving through town every third car is a jeep and not only do people bring their jeeps from all over the country there but people rent jeeps while they're there so um so it's just this oversaturation of jeeps everywhere so i definitely had a little bit of of jeep envy and i've i've told my wife this a hundred times like we got rid of the jeep because it was a little bit of a hassle it was an older one um i would buy a new jeep in a heartbeat again just because i mean we destroyed that thing and and it we never got stuck once i mean i took that in so many off-roading trails like really difficult boulder climbs and not once did we ever get stuck in that thing. I loved it. Well, we see how well the RV thing went for you, so why not get another vehicle? <laughs> Cannot go off-roading in an RV. <laughs> you couldn't go but, on the road with your RV either, as it turns yeah. out. <laughs> Anyways, one of my other reasons why I love Moab so much is uh, there's two national parks um, within 30 miles of it. One of them's called uh, Canyonlands, and the other one's called Arches. Arches is actually like a mile from the town. So it's like okay. like you just make a right and you're there, right? And we have the, um, ever since you guys came out and we went to the Grand Canyon, I have the, um, it's like the parks pass. Like I buy the annual trip every year and you know, it, it it's like 90 bucks, but it's like 50 bucks per park. So, but if you buy it once, the annual pass, you you get in all the parks for free during the year. So it, all the it, ones it, in like the whole U.S. Right. The whole U.S. Yeah. So I, I mean, and we're driving all over the place. I originally bought it for the RV because you know the plan was to just go visit a bunch of parks, but obviously that didn't pan out. But so, anyways, we're in Moab and we're like, hey, we got a half a day to burn. Why don't we go to Arches uh, National Park? So if you're not familiar with Arches, Arches, if you've ever seen a Utah license plate. Um, the big red, like, you know, it looks like, uh, like the golden arches from McDonald's, right? Except it's made out of obviously red rock and stone. Yeah, exactly. Utah wants to be known for. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's, there's, I guess it's the highest concentration of natural made archways in the world. Okay. Um, there's something like 200 of them all within like a 30 square mile patch of land. And it just so happens to be in the middle of, of Utah. 
So, so that's the reason why the park is there. But we drove through there, and it was, it was pretty freaking sweet. Um, there are. <laughs> There, there are lots of arches, like the big most famous one is called Delicate Arch. It's the one that's on the license plate. It's the one that you see in all the photos online and what have you. Um, it is, um, it's also the one they make fun of on uh, April Fool's Day every year. I get a video of the arch falling down and people just losing their minds over it. And it's, a, it's obviously a fake, but um, that one's kind of far away. You have to, if you want to see it up close, you have to hike like eight miles. It's like an eight mile walk, right? So that one's uh, out. I'll yeah, that one's go out. to the Golden Arches. <laughs> and uh but there's you know like i said there's hundreds of other arches that you can go see and the one that was the most like promising and the closest i don't remember its name but we stopped there and it's just this gorgeous view and it just so happened to be golden hour between like six and seven the sun was setting so it was just it was perfect timing right so like hey let's get out for a moment and let's go check it out so we go and there's maybe you know I don't know, maybe a, a hundred yard walk from the parking lot to the trail to the to where the arches are. And there's this is obviously the most popular one in the park because there's like a hundred people there. And there's a couple off to the left that's getting married. Um, there's an efficient who's also the photographer. And then there's just the couple. So there's like, and, and there's like a best man and like, you know, a maid of honor. So there's like five people in this yeah. entire wedding party. And, you know, my wife and I are like, oh, wow, that's going to make for some really great photos. And then like, you know, it's like, do you, do you, I now pronounce you man and wife, you may kiss the bride. And then he whips out the camera and then starts taking photos. Mm. Like, I'm like, oh, that's a pretty interesting, like business model. Like, not only do you marry people, you'll also like, you know, do the photos and whatnot. And play so some anyways, music on his uh, iPhone so he could be the DJ as well. Right. Da, 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 da. Anyways, so they get married and we're walking around the path and we're like, I don't know, 10 yards away from them, right? So you can kind of hear what's going on. But 20 yards behind them is this massive archway and it's in between two big canyon like rocks. So there's a lot of echo, yeah. right? So this couple's trying to get married and there's a bunch of dudes that are in this canyon way going, echo, echo, echo. And they just will not stop. And you can tell like the efficient's like getting a little bit annoyed. Like, you know, it's like, do I now pronounce you echo? It's just like, it's out of control. But, but they're not, they're not. First of all, it's a national park. So you should be able to do whatever you want. Um, but do they know they're interrupting this? Can they see that happening or they're just fucking around because it's, the arches and they know it'd be allowed. I don't think they know that they're disruptive. Everybody knows this wedding's happening because you can't miss the fucking bride in the white dress and the dude in the tux, right? You just can't miss it. And they're only like 20 yards away. And, but they're just like, totally like, it's like, and then there's kids that are like, you know, copying their dad. Echo, echo. And it's just so funny. And I'm like, oh man, because originally we were like, oh, what a great friggin' idea for, you know, a way to get married if you wanted to have like a really small group. And then as we're walking through this, we're like, oh, this is a fucking disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. So you realize very quickly, this is why people have weddings in a very controlled environment. <laughs> yeah. Shit like this doesn't happen. Yeah, um, it's like funny. when you see the newsmen on newsmen or newswomen on um, doing live broadcast where somebody comes up behind them and they're like, fuck you. Right. Like, stuff like that <laughs> every once in a while, you can't yeah. like you want to be out amongst the people, but you can't control it. So, yeah. Um, Grand Central has this archway within it that people know that if you go into one corner, you can like whisper and it carries the whole archway to the other one and people can hear you. Yeah, that and that was those were by design too. Like yeah. they did that on purpose. 
So I see people there all the fucking time. Nobody getting married. Though people get, a lot of people get married in actually Grand Central. You see that a lot. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. Well, that's nice. You yeah, could have no, been best cool. man. Yeah. <laughs> I was practically <laughs> one because of the men. You, yeah. Because you were in Utah, it would have been great if the guy got married and then another woman came in, he married her. <laughs> <laughs> another woman came in, he married her. You'd be like, oh, well, <laughs> went in Utah. Yeah. Well, we were in Utah a Saturday and a Sunday because the, the drive to Colorado was like 13, 14 hours, right? And we were just, we did it all in one day, the first day. And I'm like, oh, this is like, I'm, when we go back, we need to break this up. So the wife and I agreed we we're going to just stop in, in Moab, get a cheap hotel, spend the night there, and then drive home the next day. But uh, Utah, because of the strictness of the state, has some pretty strict alcohol laws. So, for example, I don't think you can buy liquor um, in a supermarket. You have to go to a, like a liquor store. Like you can't buy alcohol in a supermarket. Um, and then they restrict the hours that it's sold. I think it's like, you know, noon to like, I don't know, 6 p.m. on a Sunday because it's like a holy day or whatever. So those are the old blue laws. Like New York and Connecticut. Well, New York had many, many years ago, but Connecticut just got rid of their last quote-unquote blue law. And I have no idea why they're called that, but that's what they're called. So Connecticut, you used to, years ago, used to can only buy it in what was called a package store, which was you went into a liquor store, they put your shit in a package, and you took it out of the store, right? Right. Um, only, I don't know, maybe three years ago, they got rid of the Sunday law, which was you couldn't sell alcohol in, like, supermarkets at all. And any place that could sell it like bars and stuff like that. You couldn't serve it until 12 o'clock. So there used to be this place. So I live very close to the border of New York. And there used to be a place called On the Border. Um, and unlike the ones that are on the border near you, they're not Mexican food. They are, um, it was mm-hmm. a liquor store. And the store used to, used to see a fucking line outside of the place, especially during football season. Um, and then as soon as Connecticut did that, that place went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they were making most of their money on Sundays. Yeah. So it's a little bit strict, but I mean, they they have like breweries and stuff like that. So it's not, it's not too bad. And it's very specific to like certain types of alcohol. Like you can, you can go to a restaurant between like 1130 PM and and 1 AM in the morning and still buy like wine and beer and stuff like that. When I was doing the conventions, when I was in before college and during college and I was doing conventions, I actually went somewhere in the U S I don't remember where it was, which was a historical like dry county like you could not get alcohol there at all so like whenever i was like asking the local people i'm like well what the fuck do you do here they're like yeah you know if we want to go out and we can we'll drive like you know 40 minutes to the next town to be able to buy alcohol i'm like it's so antiquated it's such a old ideal that it just doesn't make sense like to have that kind of stuff along similar lines uh, my ex-wife used to live in a city that was bordering arizona and california and the the big thing that they used to do when they were younger was they only sold uh, uh, most i don't know if it's like this anymore but when i was younger arizona had a curfew on alcohol sales so you, if you you know you couldn't buy alcohol after like midnight or 1 p.m. or 1 a.m. Um, but they were literally like five blocks from the international dateline of the time zones <laughs> so you could you can go shopping in arizona up until midnight which was 11 p.m. California time, but then you can drive two blocks to the nearest supermarket across the border in California, and you still had an hour to buy alcohol. So they would make 
two runs, one to Arizona and then one to California if they needed to. So in, like growing up, we you know, New York has the laws too. They have laws where the things close, alcohol needs to be off the floor, stuff like that. I think it's 2 or 3 a.m. But almost every bar you go to, they don't really follow it that strictly. And in New York, you have a lot of options to go to like after hour places. There's tons of them. Yeah. Um, have you ever been to a bar in California when they hit that curfew time, which I think is 2 a.m.? Um, have I you ever gone to, to a bar with, with you? <laughs> I can't. I can't think of a time I was in a bar in California. Okay. Period. So the way it works there is the bar, you, you have to have all liquor off the floor at 2 a.m. Not stop serving, not, hey, right. finish your drink. Liquor has to be off the floor at 2 a.m. So I can't understand why more fights don't break out. At 1.30, they give you a warning that it's like last call, last chance to get a drink, whatever. At 1.45, they go around and they just start taking drinks from you. They'll like walk up mm. to you like you either chug it or I'm taking it. And so they start fucking going around and just taking all the drinks from everybody because they have to have it all off the floor by 2 a.m. So it's like that's an environment where I'm like, this is just asking for people to get in a fight. Yeah. It's, well, it, I mean, it's, if you're not out of state, you're probably used to it. Yeah. It's just like the year that New York went to no smoking in bars. Weirdly, it was at midnight was the time it was going to go into effect. So you could be huh. in the bar smoking 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 1130 midnight. You can't smoke anymore in here. So I, I happen to ask the bouncer. I'm like, what are you guys going to do? I'm like, because normally at least people coming in know it and you can control a little better. People haven't started drinking yet. They were a little bit mm -hmm. more susceptible to hearing this. He's like, yeah, there's no way we're enforcing it tonight. <laughs> he's like, I don't care if the cops fucking walk in at 1201. He's like, we are not enforcing it tonight. He's like, it's just going to be too many fights. That's uh, tough. So, yeah. So, yeah. So that was my, that was my trip. How was, uh, how was your week? My week was all right. I got a question for you. This happened in the last week for me. What do you, th what's the first thing that comes to mind? That's kind of like the worst thing that you could be paying for hourly. Is there anything that comes to mind for you? The worst thing the worst that thing. you can be paying for hourly. Right. Like I don't the know best about... thing if it was legal, drugs, maybe hookers, stuff like that. But it's not legal. So that's off the table. What is the worst thing you can pay for? Hookers would be great hourly, especially if you're a minute man. Um, <laughs> you can get the minute rate. Um, let me think about that. So <laughs> <laughs> the uh, we had uh, we had a we discovered we had a leak in. Uh, well, we don't know where, but in our kitchen. All of a sudden, the ceiling, the paint in the ceiling started to bubble, and it's been there for years, right? So it's not like it's fresh paint. So we called a plumbing company, and they're like, you know, we can send somebody out, and they can take a look at it. Uh, and I said, okay, well, how much is that going to cost? Or my wife, my wife was on the phone with them, and they said about $320. I'm like, okay, so I'm assuming this is going to be like a four-hour project, right? At that rate, the dude comes out. He cuts a hole in the ceiling, two holes in the ceiling, about 12 inches by 12. So two one foot square holes in my goddamn ceiling, right? And after 20 minutes says, yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's not your plumbing. <laughs> Where else would water come from, right? But plumbing. His, his idea was, you know what? Here's what I think it may be. Okay. I think it may be the pan that's underneath your shower upstairs because we have like a tiled shower, the pan that's underneath that, that's supposed to collect the water and force it down the drain. It might have a crack or it might have a hole in it. You know, at one point in time, I think they made them out of plastic. Yeah. But he should have been able to see that when he opened the floor, 
right? Well, I mean, the floor is still open right now, and I can look straight into it, and it's all you see is the wood from the the floor. Like the pan apparently is above like the wood flooring, right? So, so that sucks. But the point being is, dude was done in twenty minutes, and his suggestion was have a tile guy come up and rip up all the tile in your shower to see if the pans crack beneath it. And then and he said, will this be cash? That'll be 200 that'll be $320. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Like, so I don't know about hourly rates, but that's absurd. That's a 900, that's like, that's like $1,000 an hour if you actually plot that one out. Yeah, well, normally those guys, like, they, there's a price just to walk in the door, right? We mm-hmm. had a, a week ago, we had the uh, dishwasher guy come. He came in and they're like, it's 120 bucks just for him to walk in the door. Right. And that's for him to walk in the door and potentially tell you, I can't help you. Yeah. And they're like, and if he's there longer, you need parts, all that stuff, there's a cost to it. That's not even the one that I'm talking about. I had an electrician come last week to put uh, light uh, outlets in my mechanical room. So on the side with all the mechanical stuff, there's a shitload of power, everything you need. Mm-hmm. So it's a relatively big room. It's 15, 16 feet wide. On the other side, there's no power. What a waste of space for a mechanical room. Well, no, it's all in one corner. Actually, when we had the guy build the house, we talked to him. He had the the, the fucking design he used was half-assed. He actually had, I would say retarded, but I can't say that. He would have had electrical and stuff on one side of the house, the boiler on the other side of the house, and then something else on the third side side of the basement. I'm like, so in essence, you fucked every corner of this room. (laughs) <laughs> like, that makes no sense. I'm like, put it all in one spot. So he redesigned it. Well, typically, it they got to keep the boiler away from the electrical. You don't want your your electrical service next to a, a yeah. water heater that I, well, tends I agree to with explode. That. But the room is twenty, almost 20 feet by 20 feet, if you actually measure mm-hmm. it. It's plenty of fucking room to have all that shit in there. Yeah. So I asked the electrician to run power to the other side of the room. My daughter has her art table. There's nothing to plug in there. We have a treadmill in there. It doesn't get used a lot, granted, but it doesn't get, it has no plug to plug it in. So there's a, a corner in, once you come into the finished basement, has no fucking plug. It's half-assed the way they did this. So I had them run all these different plugs. So what, and then there was a cost to it, an hourly cost, all that good stuff. But while the guy was here, he's like, uh, can, I, can I use your bathroom? So I'm like, sure. So he goes, he goes and takes a shit. He's in there like 15 or 20 minutes. I just paid this guy for a third of an hour to take a shit. (laughs) So that, to me, is the worst thing you could pay for for at an hourly rate. Oh, yeah. I I just don't like people taking a shit in my house, period. Me either. Like, I get it when guests come over, right? It's, It's no big deal, right? But, like, you know, when when a serviceman comes over and he's like, yeah, can I use your bathroom? Uh, you know, my first question is, all right, number one or number two? Because <laughs> the answer de- depends on, on what your answer is. But yeah. yeah. Oh, but that's what a, pun intended, what a shitty experience that was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I paid for the guy to shit. <laughs> so the ultimate question for you, uh, now that the uh, the treadmill has uh, has power, you're going to use it? <laughs> no, but my, my excuse of it not having power has gone out the window. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just checking. <laughs> all right. I got a question for you because I did a lot of driving this okay. week and um so you're on a two-lane highway mm-hmm. and whatever let's say the speed limit's 75 okay. all right that's which is a pretty common speed limit out in arizona right uh in utah ironically it's 80 okay and then yeah, it goes you were telling me. i told you i'm moving yeah, to utah i know right once you go from on on the interstate 
in Utah, once you cross the Colorado border, it goes down to like 70. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. So it's 75 in Arizona, 80 in Utah, and then 70 in Colorado. Um, anyways, you're on a two-lane highway, okay? And let's just say you are in the left lane going the speed limit. Or let's just say you're going five over, right? Hey. Eh, fuck it. You're going 10 over, all right? You're doing 90 in an 80. Let's just do that, all right? And there's somebody on your right, or there's a whole bunch of traffic on your right because everybody tends to pile up on the right. Some dude gets behind you going, wanting to go 100, and you're doing 90 in the left-hand lane. What do you do? So legally, police speak, you're supposed to go into the left lane to pass the vehicle, and then you're actually supposed to move back into the right lane. Mm -hmm. So even if you're it's a flying, It's a state law, and so it depends on the state, but okay. I would say a large portion of the states, you are 100% correct. Right. So even if you're flying in the left lane and you're passing a bunch of cars on the right, you're supposed to keep going in and out to the right lane, which yeah. is half-assed, but that's what you're supposed to do. So the other thing is, so there's a couple things. Sometimes some of these cars come up so fast that like you don't even see them in your fucking mirror. The next thing you know, the guy's right behind you. And you know the proper thing to do when the guy's right behind you, as long as he's not like gunning to get behind you and flashing his lights and all that kind of shit, is you move over. So mm -hmm. if the guy comes up and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't notice him, I'll usually move over. Mm -hmm. But if the guy comes up like an aggressor, or the person, because it could be women too, women can be assholes just like men, you know this. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> if the person drives up like a fucking asshole, I'll just stay in the lane and I will match the speed of the car next to me. <laughs> so you're, you're one of those. Yes. So we're, Is that we're a surprise? Dri <laughs> we're driving... Um, we're driving back from, from Colorado and, uh, you know, like I said, most of the speed limits are somewhere between 65, 75, 85 miles an hour or 80 miles an hour. Um, and we're not, you know, we're, we're doing, you know, maybe five over. Um, and you know, as soon as somebody comes, I'll, I'll even look back and if I see somebody 200 yards behind me and they look like they're coming on up hot, I'll move over. Yes, just same. So, I will do yeah, that I'm as not well. In the way, for the most part, when I drive, I drive defensively. I want to get out of everybody's way, but I want to get to where I'm going. Right. So, don't prevent me from doing the speed limit or over, and I won't prevent anybody else from doing the speed limit or over. I'm not a police officer. It's not my job to police the area. Right. So, but I also like when those people go flying past you because that's the guy who hopefully the cop will stop down the road. Right. Um, so yeah, and that's great. They're bait for, for whatever. I don't care. But there's, there's, so there's two types of people that, that drive. There's the people that are like you and I, where we're like, you know what, under 99% of the circumstances, we're going to get out of the way because we just want to mm -hmm. get out of the way and let them, let them go. Right. We'll follow the rules. Um, but there are people out there that insist on policing the speed limit. So what they'll do is they'll camp in the left-hand lane and they'll do, even if it's only like five over or exactly at the speed limit, and you could be coming up on them like a bat out of hell or just, you know, riding their tail, they will not move over, absolutely refuse to move over. And people like that drive me the fuck nuts. Like I want, it gives me instant road rage. Like I want to, I want to pass them on the right and then cut them off immediately as soon as I pass them. So that, that is what I do when somebody will not get out of the left lane. Depends on the mood I'm in. Sometimes I open my sunroof, I stick my hand out and start pointing towards the other lane for them to like get the fuck out of the way. 
I do that sometimes. If they continue to stay in the left lane and there's no cars on the right, so meaning they're either not moving over because they're assholes or they're just not moving over because they're clueless, either one, I don't care, gives me the same joy. I quickly, and this is the one, one time I don't use my blinker. I almost always use my blinker. Um, so, so much so that there's a couple funny stories about GQ not using his uh, uh, blinker. I pull over to the left and I immediately cut him off as fast as I can to the right without, uh, to the, I pull to the right, immediately cut right. him off as fast right. as I can to the left without using my blinker specifically to prove a point which yeah. doesn't really prove any point. It just makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel better. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, and in every state that I've driven in it, it's a state law to, pa- you know, only pass on the left. So people that actually do that, not only are they breaking the law by just camping in the left-hand lane, they're actually potentially causing accidents by doing mm-hmm. so. So yeah, it's a lot it's of pretty, accidents pretty don't happen because of the good drivers know how to adjust move uh, you take into account the bad drivers. Right. So being the bad friend I am, I take great pride when GQ gets pulled over by a police officer. <laughs> um, he also gets out of a lot of them. He has a really good friend he grew up with who is a New York City detective. Oh, so she's given him she's given him not just like a get out of jail free card. She's given her business card, which has a fancy detective title. Uh, she's even something else. She's something higher than that. Mm-hmm. And then also... She's like, you can just tell him I'm your sister because, you know, we don't have the same last name because I got married. Just tell him I'm your sister. So he, he gets out of a lot of them that way. Every once in a while, it's not just the speeding that he gets pulled over for. It's his lack of paying attention. So your worst enemy on the road with him is a green light, actually. <laughs> sometimes he stops at the green light and then he almost gets hit. He doesn't pay attention. Sometimes he's driving and looking at you so much. I'm like, uh. The road's over there. Like, you haven't taken your eyes off me for, like, 20 seconds. You know, people complain <laughs> about cell phones. This is a bigger deal. <laughs> he got pulled over once for driving fast and aggressive. The cop gets out. Cop walks to his door. He's like, license and registration. So he gives it to him. He's like, all right, I just want to check something. He walks behind the car, yells to the front. He's like, put on your left blinker. Does it. Works. Okay, shut it off. Put on your right blinker. He does it. Works. Walks back up to him and says, okay, your blinkers clearly work. Why aren't you using them? <laughs> <laughs> so that's how little, like, he sometimes is just clueless when he drives. It's just it, everything else takes his attention. It's crazy. I love it when cops have sense of humor. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Um, speaking of really bad drivers, I saw a video the other day <laughs> that, again, triggered me and made me want to go into instant road rage. This guy is um he's the owner of a white lamborghini and he's on a date and he's like videotaping him in the car with his like potential girlfriend right and they're talking and he goes through this intersection and there's a bunch of cars in front of him so he slows down and then wham he gets hit from behind okay and and he's like Oh man, like, oh, like this is a freaking $200,000 car. He's like, you've got to be kidding me, right? So he pulls into this parking lot and then he's got the camera on the entire time and he's looking out his window with the camera and you see this car that smashed into the back of him. The front is all jacked up, right? So you, you know damn well his back end is probably yeah. jacked up as well. 
And this lady gets out and starts running towards his car, screaming her head off. You fucked up my car. You like this. And just loses it. Right. And she ran into the back of him, him. you said, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, And I'm pretty sure 100% of the time that person is responsible for the accident. When you hit someone from behind, especially if they're stopped. Unless it's a no fault state like Connecticut. Uh, I don't even think that flies in Connecticut. No, yeah, it's, Connecticut's it, no fault. Doesn't it, matter. If you hit a parked car, it's your fault. I was stopped at a light. Some lady slammed into the back of me, got reported as no fault. Neither of us were to blame. Uh, I'm going to look that one up. I don't know that that, that one. I don't fucking look that it up. Does not pass, that does not pass the smell test for me. Anyways. No, you know why? Sorry, I'm distracting you. I know. You know why? It's to, the idea behind the no fault states is to get the fucking cars off the road because everybody sits there because they want the cops to see everything. Oh, this is what happened. This is the angle. This is the skid marks. No fault states. Get the fuck out of the road so everybody can keep moving. Doesn't work, but that is the no. It doesn't work, and not only that. I mean, my buddy's a, um, an accident attorney. He owns a firm that deals with accidents. Um, so not an ambulance chaser, but like car accidents. Um, his his advice is: as soon as the accident happens, get out, take pictures, take video, get off the road as soon as you possibly can. Like, mm-hmm. don't even worry about it. Just take pictures, take video, and get off the road. Um, so, anyways, I'll look that up in Connecticut because that sounds pretty uh, pretty fucking crazy. I would never live in a state that does that. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's what so I'm deciding on. How's this, the school system? Oh, it's good. It's really good. Are you a no-fault state? By any chance? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the lady's screaming and she's practically like raging, like tears coming out of her eyes. You fucked up my car. You blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, lady, that's not how this works. Yeah. Like, I, I don't care what you think happened. I was literally stopped and you hit me. All right. So, and she went, look what you did to my car. And then she starts yelling, you, you white privileged motherfucker and your Lamborghinis and you're this. And the, and the dude's like, I paid a lot of money for this car. I earned it. I busted my ass. Like this isn't white privilege. This is, and you just destroyed it. And, oh, it's just one of those videos where you see it and you're like, oh my God, like I'm going to hurt somebody. I want to punch somebody in the throat right now. I can't believe this lady's doing this. So I ask with this issue being very close to my heart, was the lady Asian? Mm-mm. Okay, just check. No, um, she was, um, I think she was mulatto because she was throwing around the, the white term quite a bit, but she looked white herself. So I got to assume there was some, uh, there was some black, her boyfriend was black. So I don't know that it really matters, but the way she was carrying it on, she was, she was definitely like missing a few screws in the brain, no matter what race or color she is. Isn't that a term that's like, so it is what it is. It's not a, it's not a derogatory term. It's the dictionary definition of if you are black and white, one of the parents is black, one of the white, you're a mulatto. Doesn't this sound like it's a worse word than it is? It does. <laughs> it does sound like you shouldn't say it, if it's, but I think it does because it sounds closer to other derogatory words that you might use for people of color. So other than that, I mean, I've known enough people that, you know, have a white mom and a, and a black dad or vice versa. And they, it is, they don't care. Yeah. All right. Just check it. Yeah. So while we're in the car, streets, roads, all that good stuff. So Connecticut has passed in our, in the no fault state of Connecticut, they have passed this new, walkway law. So 
I have lived my whole life with the understanding of once you step, stop looking up Connecticut No Fault, I can see you doing it. <laughs> I'm Googling this <laughs> bitch right now. Huh? <laughs> Nobody wants to be wrong in the same episode they say it in. But, but Connecticut is a no-fault no state. So they've passed this uh, uh, crosswalk law. So I was saying, I my whole life, I've been under the understanding that when you step in a crosswalk, <laughs> all of a sudden the pedestrian has the right of way. Everybody's supposed to clear out. Cars are supposed to stop. So, so should should I wait until next episode to read you what I just looked up and the first fucking Google result says for for Connecticut what at does fault? It, say? it says the question was, is Connecticut a no fault state? The answer is. Connecticut is a fault insurance state. This means that at-fault driver must compensate everyone injured in the accident, including other drivers, passengers, pedestrians, or cyclists. Google's wrong. Google's lying. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know what? I will give you the benefit of the doubt. I, I didn't check the source. It could be some from Dude Johnny's website. So, but I just thought it was actually funny that the first fucking thing that came up <laughs> contradicted what you said. But go ahead. Was it QAnon you were looking on? Um, yeah. So the, the new law, the new law is if you if you step into the walkway or give the inkling that you're going to step into the walkway cars have to stop that's the new oh, law they Jesus just Jesus Christ I'm like hasn't that been the law since the fucking model T like I don't understand yeah. it. so <laughs> no, that but is the now fact the law. it was probably an unwritten law but now that it's a written law now you get interpretation like how friggin like if you lift up your foot and you are about to step all of a sudden everybody's at wrong if they don't they don't immediately stop like that's that's like the intent of the law versus the letter of the law you know it's yeah. sometimes it just gets out of control yeah so i don't get it so um one other thing last week or two weeks ago i talked about my son getting all the different snapchat twitter shit like that yeah the socials so, yeah the socials so i'm relatively sure Based on, I was trying yesterday to do something with him on his phone that had to do with like software update and some changes and things Did like that. Did you check his browser history while you were on there? No, probably should have. He would <laughs> don't, not. You don't want to, trust me. <laughs> he would not. He had a death grip on his phone. <laughs> Every oh, yeah. time I tried, to, yep. I'm like, I just want to fucking go to the settings. And he was like, well, uh, it's my phone. It's my phone. So we reiterated uh, to him. It's not your phone. <laughs> yep. We reiterated him to, to him yet again. Mommy and daddy paid for this phone. We are letting you use it. Yes. So yes. It is we reiterate that. But his Snapchat, so I've never used Snapchat. That's one of the things. Uh, I fucking hate Snapchat. Well, I figured I missed the the invisible nudes disappearing after 10 seconds. So I'm not getting that. What else do I need Snapchat for? Right. So <laughs> I've never, never even downloaded it, nothing. So now that my son has it, I downloaded it to friend him so I could see if he posts anything or whatever happens, happens. I wanted to see. I have... Never felt older than trying to figure out fucking Snapchat. <laughs> I told my wife, I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. I'm like, I can't even find him. I had to ask somebody else to help me find him. Oh, Jesus. I couldn't do anything. I'm so worried about like accidentally uploading a photo from my stream that. So my wife was like, she was laughing about it. And like, I got real defensive. I'm like, you want to fucking try it? Why don't you fucking try this? You take it. You see if you can figure it out. And she's like, no, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> so I cannot believe how how much technology and certain things have passed me by that I couldn't fucking figure out how to use it. And to be fair, I don't really want to use it. So I'm not willing to put in the time to learn it. But it was embarrassing. Did, did I tell you about the time that um, my daughter, I think she was like 13 years old. Where she downloaded it? 
and then no, you, no, then... we we talked about the whole Snapchat thing. I'm I'm pivoting here a little bit, but it it kind of has to do with old age. Okay. Um, so my daughter and I are texting each other, and I think she's like 12 or 13 years old, and she texted me something that was funny. So I said, you know, I responded, LOL. And I think it was the first time that I have ever responded to her laughing out loud, right? And her immediate response was, oh my God, dad, don't try and be hip. <laughs> like, you're, you don't use our words. Like, you can't use LOL. It's trust, it's, it's, you're too old to use LOL. And I about lost my shit because... I literally like had the very first web browser and the very first email client and was, you know, emailing LOL back in the nineties before my daughter was even a, like a, a, an inkling of a thought. Right. So I went, look, little girl, I practically invented LOL. Don't tell me what I can and cannot use. Like I was literally offended. And then finally I, I'm like, all right, I gotta calm down. She's fucking 13 years old. She doesn't know any better. Well, but that's she, the problem with our youths, right? They always think they know more, they understand more. But look, my son is almost 13. He's definitely advancing very quickly. So yeah. he, when I was trying to get the phone from him to do the thing, and I also was telling him, I'm like, you're taking up so much fucking space in our shared cloud. I'm like, you got to have a lot of videos on there from your friends. You got to delete some. So he's like, no, no, I don't have many. I don't know. I don't have many videos on there. I don't know what you're talking about. So from that point, he pulls back his phone. Next thing I know, two seconds later, the storage on um, the cloud drops significantly. <laughs> and he has like 900 things in his recycle bin on his phone. Oh, shit. So I'm like, oh, good. I'm just going to wait for this motherfucker to go to sleep. And because he left it in there. I'm going to wait for him to go to sleep. I'm going to look. He, he knows enough to delete it later from his recycle bin. So, or his deleted items been. So again, yeah, he's, the he's recently deleted folder. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, I've actually caught my kids doing shit that they weren't supposed to because they forgot to clear out the recently mm -hmm. deleted folder. <laughs> yeah. See, we're right. us old people. We still know tricks. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> that's fucking hysterical. So this week, you and I we're, we're planning our trip to Vegas. Finally, yep. Yeah, finally. You know, we've been talking about it for a while. And one of the things, and everybody knows this because we talk about it all the time, but one of the things we always like to do when we go somewhere is we go to a sporting event, mm -hmm. right? So we were in Miami not too long ago. We decided to go to a Marlins game. Um, prior to that, we were in Vegas one year. We decided to go to a Las Vegas Golden Knights game because mm -hmm. the Golden Knights are one of the better teams in the NHL, and they were all the rage. Yep. So... Let's talk a little bit about that because, uh, and, and I'm going somewhere with this, but when I know we went where you go going. see, yeah, you do. When we went to, went to go see the golden Knights, you bought the tickets, right? Mm -hmm. How much were the tickets? They had to be like 200 bucks each, at least. They were, I, th I think I remember them being like 175 to 200 bucks. And yeah. I remember at the time going, Oh Jesus. Okay. All right. At least they will be good seats. But right? they were extended leg room. <laughs> <laughs> So we get into the stadium and we ask the usher, uh, where are our seats? And the usher responds, seats. Oh, sorry, sir. This is the standing room only general admission area. Extended leg room. <laughs> Extended leg room. Okay, great, sir. Where are those? Oh, those are up on level three. 
which for how people many levels who are, are there? Attention, there's only three, three levels. levels. <laughs> I think this still might have been level four, actually. <laughs> so we go up to the section, and it's a fucking. It, it looks like a gymnasium, like it's it's literally a balcony, and there's a hundred people lined up on the edge of the balcony that can see over the edge onto the actual ice, you know, which is like two hundred yards below. And we were standing behind like two rows of people. So we, we couldn't even see the fucking ice unless it was intermission when people went to the bathroom or went yeah, to go. And then they lose drink. their spot. You had to wait for somebody yeah. to go to the bathroom to take their spot or go to the bar. Yeah. So, so, you know, so the, two, those were $200 tickets, right? So Give the, or take plus uh, tax. Hold on. The ice looks like that old um, electronic football game where you turn it on and it makes the noise and they all shake on it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the, what it looked like because we were the so far The ice away. was the size of a fucking postage stamp yeah. from where we were. So It was like thing, that Kids in the Hall episode where the guy's like, oh, I crush you, I crush yeah. you, where he's like putting people in between his fingers from far away. So the good thing about something like that happening is my friends are in no way assholes and make the whole night a fucking bitch fest where they're complaining about the seats and I can't believe I paid this much and these seats suck, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, of course, now it... It just becomes who's in the barrel of the gun, right? Yeah. So that yes. night I was. We just take turns. We it's just take just turns. Like when we, it's just like when in, it's not sports related, but in Vegas, we used to have the person who bitched the most about the hotel we stayed in booked the hotel the next year. Because mm -hmm. we're like, you know, one time I booked the Hilton, which was a little bit off the strip. It was a lot cheaper, but it was also a dump. Then, you know, GQ was bitching about it. And so he booked. He still takes the fucking cake in this one. He booked the Broadwalk Hotel. Oh. Which, yeah. <laughs> so just to give that, you an calling idea. Calling that a hotel is, <laughs> is fucking, that's like, that's like calling uh, fucking the, the Roach Motel a, uh, a palace. <laughs> yeah. So the footprint of where that was is now like the dumpsters of the Bellagio is in that area. That's how this place was. It yeah, was very close to the Bellagio. Yeah, it was so bad that I actually joked that instead of all the security cameras, they had people in the back doing sketches because that's how much of a dump this place was. It's the place when you're in Vegas that if you walk by it, it's the one that sells like T-shirts on the bottom and like it has a CVS on the corner of it, shit like that. And then it happens to have a hotel and a casino behind They should have been renting rooms by the hour. Let's yeah, just yeah. put it that way. And I, I didn't want to even like sit on the fucking sheet covers. That's how bad it was. Yeah. So... Um, he still takes the case for worst decision, worst purchase sure. of all the different sure. things. All right. So then when we go to Miami, mm -hmm. so for people who don't follow the Miami Marlins, which is, as it turns out, everyone, <laughs> <laughs> they average about, and I'm not, I'm not kidding when I say this, they average about five to 7,000 people a game. I don't even think there was that many at this game. Oh, there was not. Yeah, it so, was like 2,000. Um GQ decides to buy, well, I'm going to buy like the fucking second row. And again, they were like 200 bucks each. And but we're all like excited. We're like, sweet. We get dugout seats. Like this is going to be amazing. The stadium was deserted. <laughs> and we could have gotten upper level seats and just walked down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yes, we don't have a very good history of when we buy tickets, what we're getting for our money's worth, which is partly... You know, when you're in a new stadium, and granted, we look. Like, I thought the fucking hockey tickets were pretty good when I looked online. But that's because the 
the rink that you see on your computer, I didn't realize was actual size. <laughs> they were like, this is what you're going to see when you go to the game. It's going to look exactly like this. It's going to look like it's on a computer yeah. screen. So, so we're not done here. Yes. All right. So we're, so we're going to Vegas in uh, about a month. All right. And the first thing we talked about is, all right, Vegas has a brand new NFL team. Brand new fucking stadium. Let's go to the game. Yep. And so a little bit of backstory. Um, Mike does very well for himself. He's, he's a former CFO. He's a partner in a, in a firm. Um, GQ, again, very well for himself. I do fairly okay for myself. We're all adults. We make decent money and can afford, you know, a few hundred bucks here or there for, mm -hmm. for stadium tickets. Mike decides that he wants to cap the seats at $250. <laughs> I know I'm going to get over. So I got to start there because I know GQ. If I don't say that, he's going to start at 500 and then All he's right. going to so end up at 750 So if it's a negotiation tactic, then and I'd say good on you. I said that's that's a good strategy. I also so, only want to pay 250 <laughs> Well, all right. So, so I apologize in advance then for ruining this for you. I fucking looked up ticket prices before we got on. <laughs> 250 gets you in the door upper deck okay and I, I i pretty much think they were not two seats together okay all right so if you want to be in the stadium okay 250 will get you in the door so what are what are, well that's what we did in hockey and it was enjoyable <laughs> to like well that's because we just drank alcohol all night to make make the best of it yeah. <laughs> what um for when you looked at tickets what are kind of like what you consider I don't need to be on the 50 yard line right at the bottom, but what do you consider? No, good but tickets? like I looked anything in the lower level is 300 and up anything around the 50 yard line. Even if it's 40, 50 rows back is 600. Jesus. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, and look, I paid two grand a ticket to go see the Phoenix suns, but it was the fucking NBA finals. Yeah. I barely got in the stadium for two grand a ticket. I literally was in the very last row. We talked about this before. Mm hmm. So I'm not, I'm not immune to paying a lot of money for tickets. Um, I do agree with you. I do not want to spend 500 bucks, but let's think of the day and how this day is going to progress while we're in Vegas. Hmm. You're going to blow mm -hmm. a grand to two grand in an hour at a blackjack table. Yeah, but I've talked about this before. I'm willing to use it at the table. When I got to take money out of the machine and they charge me six bucks, that fucking annoys the shit out of me. Because it's it's an extra kick in the sack that they don't need to do. And with the money on the tickets, it's it's just such a fleeting, like, it's not my team. It's, the experience at home is better, right? That's the other thing. So it that's the part that gets me when we do this. Granted, fine. I know I'm going to get fucking overruled because it's based on comments. I've already been overruled. So... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I still fight for one room for all of all us, right. and it's not So, all right, let me put it to you a different way. We play blackjack quite a bit. We mm -hmm. bet anywhere from 25 to 75 bucks a hand, depending mm -hmm. on how well we're doing. Okay. All right. So, we're talking maximum 10 hands of blackjack. Are you willing to give up 10 hands of blackjack to go experience a brand new NFL stadium in a, in a, in a city that you've never seen an NFL, that, that the world has most likely never seen an NFL game in before? Can I get it for nine hands of blackjack? <laughs> <laughs> that depends on what you're betting on blackjack. Well, like you said, we all do fine, but it's, it's yeah. And it's the experience, it's right? The so we're all gonna go. Yeah, we're all going to go. We're going to have fun. <laughs> I know I'm going to get overruled. I don't even know why I'm 
pretending to try to fight it because I know I'm not going to lose. Because um, then, you know, people start picking on your pride and your ego and shit like that. And so that's fine. But like the room, we still all stay in one room. And I am I'm a very big fighter of that because it's the experience that you have in that room, both the good and the bad, right? Some of us snore. Some of us named GQ put fucking eye things in his bathroom to allow his puffiness on his eyes to go down and get made fun of it. <laughs> we all have our little things that happen, right? But it's the experience. It's the fun of all being in one room. Are you really going to out him like that? Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> so much You're so that one girl he was dating one time even outed him on that. She's like, what the hell is that? And he's like, oh, it's for my eyes. <laughs> and she wanted to borrow it. <laughs> it's his product. Yes. All right. I think we're running up on time, so we got to end it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you to everyone in uh, the state of Connecticut for supporting your at-fault uh, accident state, unbeknownst to, to one of your residents. Don't listen to David. <laughs> he still has two holes in his ceiling. <laughs> it's the Googles. It's the Googles. All right. With that, I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. And we are at Ridiculously no Ridiculously bored. <laughs>